Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, a true boss man, Victor, an event host, motivational speaker, and the man behind the Liquor Talk podcast, who is here to talk not only about that, but also an online crush. Victor, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing wonderful. I'm grateful to be on. I'm glad you're having me on. You're my first guest appearance I'm making during season six of Liquor Talk, so I appreciate it. Well, 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 let's, we'll get more to Liquor Talk in a minute. Well, actually, no, before we dial up and talk about this online crush, can you tell people where they can find you and your show? Um, They can find Liquor Talk wherever they get the podcast. If you want me, it's Ruby Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want the podcast as well, it's Liquor Talk Podcast on Instagram as well. Um, That's wherever you get your podcast at. Um, also, we're, we're everywhere. Alrighty, well, we'll also have that information below, but let's get to this crush, because this crush, actually, you guys went to high school together, but you were a year ahead of her. Did the grade difference make it so that you two never really, like, crossed paths while you were in school, or were you two just in, like, different cliques? What was that about? I think is we were in different cliques because... I had transferred in and I really didn't know all of the people at the school. So I mainly hung around seniors. So it wasn't until after like years later that we came across each other. I found out that we were at the high, same high school a year ahead. Of, I just was a year ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And what were you like in high school? You said you transferred there. Your, was it your senior year you transferred? It was my junior year uh, I transferred. Um, so of course... Junior year, I was like quiet, kind of shy. Um, I really didn't know anybody. Um, I played football, but then I suffered a concussion, and then I just I was done with it. I was like, it ain't worth yeah. it. But, but if I, I go back in time, I would have told myself to stick it out. You know what I'm saying? So, but I was always about you know working at the movies and stuff, and trying to figure out what college am I gonna go to because my mom was hell bent on forcing college down my throat. But you know. We all say this, if we known what we know now, things would have been totally different. Oh my God, if I would have known what I know now, I actually wouldn't have gone to college at all. I thought, I think for me, it was a waste of my time. I got a degree that was so general. I think I've used my degree twice to get a job, you know? I think I'm I've like, used it probably about the same. Um, don't <laughs> get me wrong, I enjoyed my experience at FAMU, but it's like, I think I, you know what, it was, you know, I think I only used my degree maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, I wish I would have like found, discovered that I like cooking a lot earlier. I would have like went to pastry school right out of uh, high school. But you know, live and let live, past is the past. But we're gonna fast forward to after graduation because you and your crush were calling Precious. You started following one another on Twitter. Who followed who first? I think she followed me first. Were you like, did you instantly like know who it was? Um, the only thing I saw about her was she, yeah, I think her face looked, um, it looked familiar. Maybe some people, she, we had some common followers. So I went ahead and followed her. Then, um, I think she started noticing my tweets first. And then once, once I started noticing her liking my stuff, I was like, oh, I got to check out who this is. <laughs> and I'm like, 
oh, okay, she looked really good. <laughs> of course, in her header, it says, I don't reply to DM. So I'm like, I was so, going to ask, did you start DMing her right away or did you keep all the interaction public on the Twitter feed? I just kept all the action um, public on the Twitter feed and stuff. So that's until we started following each other on Instagram. And then I was like, oh man, this girl's the shit. <laughs> did she answer DMs on Instagram or was it? Yeah, she surprisingly, <laughs> she talked to me on Instagram, surprisingly. Uh-huh. Right. So when I think of like online interactions, I often think of not only like online dating, but someone like something like Wendy Williams referred to on her show. It's a friend in my head, which is where you don't really know someone. All you have is like their public image or their social media feed. But you feel like based on what you see, you could be like best friends. Did you feel like that with you and Precious when you started following her? Like, dang, this girl's tweets are like, she's very interesting. She's funny. She's you know, I like. I think. I think we could be something. Um, I think we could have been more. And like I said, she started to grow on me. Like, um, whenever I, I could make a, like a random tweet about just going out and po- posting a meme, and she'll um she'll retweet it, or she may retweet me, tell me, "Oh, you're not that big. You don't even look that big." You know what I'm saying? So even even if she saw a full body shot, she said, oh, I've seen bigger dudes. And she was always say something motivating or something like that. She was like a random selfie of mine. So I'm like, okay, maybe this might could be something. <laughs> and just real quick, do you have any of those types of celebrities you follow that you think, you know, is a friend in your head? Like, you're like, we could be friends if we met based on their social media. I don't know. I, sometimes I think I could be this is gonna sound controversial back when he was tweeting i said i could i could be a friend of kanye you know what i'm saying <laughs> i could be that lifeline for him to be like because he wilding out and i could be that lifeline because sometimes i feel his pain and stuff so i look at his tweets i'm like okay i could probably be good friends with him or even an athlete like a lebron james that's somebody that keeps it real so yeah, I think we have, I think everybody has at least one or two of those where you're like, if only we could meet, we would be like best friends for life. <laughs> so Kanye and LeBron, not not bad friends to have. Um, maybe Kanye not so much anymore. He's he's going through some things, but you'd be there for him, like uh, your crush was motivating you with the memes and everything. But before we talk more about the crush, um, I want to stick with social media for a second because it's a wild place. Uh, do you think that it's sort of like a trap to fall for someone's like online persona before like knowing the truth of them? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a trap. Um, it is, it's easier to catch somebody now than it was years ago. Cause I don't know if you saw this documentary um, on Netflix about Manti Teo. And he talked about the whole, the fake girlfriend thing. It turned out oh. it was the dude running that page. That was, that was like, I remember when that story came out. I haven't, I didn't know there was a documentary. I'm going to jot that down to the watch later. Cause I love a good documentary, but yeah, I remember when that story broke, that was insane. I felt so bad for him. I did too, and I'm like, bruh, like, how in the world did you get played like this? But then I'm thinking back to like 2010, 2011, like, we didn't have everything developed yet, and no, we didn't have all the technology we have. It was still, everything was still in under development, so I could probably see how someone could pull it off. I mean, it's still happening, though. Did you see the story of that woman who gave, like, $10,000 to someone she thought was the, the like, older kid from Stranger Things? 
I was like, girl, she like left her husband and her children, thought she was going to run away with this guy, gave this person 10 grand. And that just happened recently. So people are still falling victim. Yes, they are. And I'm just like, what are you? Did, did Catfish <laughs> not teach her anything? I know. You like, why would somebody on a hit TV series need $10,000 from some random person in Iowa, Nebraska, wherever this woman was? But. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if someone starts asking me for money, I'll automatically yeah. my automatically go up. Like if we haven't met in person, you asking me for money, or we haven't FaceTimed and you're asking me for money, my and my red flags automatically go up. Like let me stop talking to this person. Mm-hmm, like a like a blue light special at Kmart. So woo woo woo. Like no. Um, yeah. Also like a good documentary, the Tinder swindler. That guy who got multiple women to just fund this lavish lifestyle overseas. It, that one was a good documentary. Suggest. That one. It showed me that some women can be just as stupid as men. That's what I was saying. I was like, every single one of you. How? But oh my! I just. You say it couldn't be you, but I really don't think that could be me. No, 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 no. Hell, no. I, I know it couldn't be me because yeah. I'd be like, what the I, hell? I also don't have that much money to give you. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's we another fact. <laughs> it's like you're asking the wrong person, buddy. Yeah, if you need that much money, you might need to go find a job or go make a GoFundMe page. <laughs> yeah, because you ain't going to find it here, not in this bank account. But back to the crush, because you two actually took things off Twitter and eventually you started to record some podcast episodes together. Did you have any like anxieties before you first like vocally spoke to her? I did. And this is where my little sister comes to play. You know, I'll give her credit. Um, she was motivate me to go ahead and do this because the first time we recorded together um she put me on this um podcast that called anchor and i'll give her credit because once i found out by anchor that's when the floodgates really opened with liquor talk with um bringing guests on in different places and stuff because for a while i was like how am i gonna do this with nobody in the city um but then i was like but then she showed me anchor and we played around with anchor and i'm like i figured it out and that that's what busted the floodgates open with me having guests on the podcast. So I do give her her flowers on that. If she hadn't put me on the anchor, a lot of guests wouldn't have came on at first before I got a laptop, you know. But then once I got a laptop, that's when I started making things happen on StreamYard. But but getting back to the anxiety, my sister kind of piped me up and pet me up to talk to her. So I was a little kind of nervous. So, yeah. <laughs> and eventually this girl, she appeared on your show. You guys talked. She's proved to be a good guest and she went on to write a book that you noted she sort of uh said you inspired her to start what type of book was it um she wrote a book of it was a fiction book um like i said i'm not gonna give too many details about the book but um the the fiction book came on years later but she mentioned to me that she said that um watching me do my podcast inspired her to start her podcast so that's kind of how that came to be and and we kind of started trading guest appearances and stuff on the podcast. And then this is where really, I think about the second or third time we recorded together on my podcast, things got a little more complicated because my mother hears the episode and was just, calls me the next day, singing this girl praises. Like, this is my girl. Oh my goodness, this girl's amazing. And I started telling my mom a little about it. And my mom just going crazy for her. So I'm like, 
is the universe trying to tell me something? Because I've never agreed with a, a with a woman on my mom because my <laughs> mom would try to set me up with the most random women, and it didn't go nowhere. Like I remember, like last year, we we were at the rental car place. The girl, the little chick, kept saying, "I got a boyfriend and stuff," and. My mom kept on selling me. She kept talking about the podcast. He doing this. Mind <laughs> you, I don't even have a haircut right now. I'm not even looking like a million dollars right now. I'm not even looking like you come on, come on, sell me right now. I'm, looking <laughs> like, I'm not even looking good. So this is that kind of mom, you know. Mm. Like, so, and I really wasn't really feeling I wasn't, the girl was okay, but I was kind of respecting her relationship because I'm like, if she'll start trying to interact with me while she's still in a relationship, what would happen if I get with her and things are not going right? She gonna go run off talking to another man? So that's what my kind of thinking was. But getting back to the crush, my mom was going crazy about her. So I was like, what are you trying to tell me, universe? Like, my mom likes this girl. I like this girl. We both from St. Pete. We both got podcasts. Neither one of us got kids. What are you trying to tell me? Well, you eventually did ask her out. And this is without a doubt, I think the most stressful part about having a crush, at least to me, it's one thing to crush from afar, but when you actually like say you like the person out loud and instigate like a date, that's what scares me. I think that's why I probably didn't date till I was very, very um, much into my late 20s. But you, have you always been a person to like sort of go after who you are interested in, like asking people out? Um, I have been and I've gotten now not I'm old, I'm a little, I'll tell you this, I'm a little more reserved on asking people out because hell, I haven't been on a date this year, We but we in September and I haven't even been out with nobody this year. I'm like, damn. <laughs> so I used to be that way, but then once I stopped getting the results, I was like, you just get to a point where you just throw your hands up in the air, you're like, what the hell, man? I think it's because as you get older, you are not dating, for most people, you're not dating for fun. You're dating to maybe settle down at a certain age. So there is a lot more pressure to who you ask because you're like, I don't want to waste my time. So you did end up asking uh, Precious out, but two days later, she said she only saw you as a friend. And I can only imagine that is like a shot to the heart to hear it. Did you feel any sort of like heartbreak at the time or was it more like, well, guess it's better to know now than later it was definite heartbreak because we had just recorded a podcast um i asked her hey do you want to go out to eat now would you like to go out to eat sometimes she said yeah i said and and i'm like yeah i did hear it with a romantic tone but i'm like that should have hinted to her that hey i think he really likes me and you know she kind of shot it down now that day i remember like it was yesterday i had just it was a Sunday. I had just made my sister something to eat. Um, me and my sister hanging out that day. I had just made her something to eat. Now, and, and I'm sitting down. We watching a little football. But sometimes me and my sister will be sitting there talking and football just going on in the background. My phone bings. It's the text from Precious telling me I only see you as a friend and you came off kind of romantic. You know, I thought I was about to lose it, but thank. Thank God for my sister being there. I, I, I was really going to lose and just go off and just go on a social media tangent because I'm just like, at one point you're like, you just feel like it, it and the way I was going to go off, it wasn't even about her. It was just about my love with women in general. Like at some point I'm like, when am I going to catch a break? Because I'm seeing all these other sorry people, men with 
multiple felonies, multiple baby daddies, men probably living in their mama's house or something like that. Men probably ain't even doing nothing for their lives. They all winning and I'm out here grinding, but I can't get one person to show me some love. And that that's how, and that kind of felt like depressing and it just, it really felt bad. But I feel like I got respect for Precious because she didn't waste my time because I know some women, they will use a man that they don't even like, you know what I'm saying? They will try to suck them dry for everything and knowing that they don't really don't like him. Meanwhile, another person probably getting what they want, you know what I'm saying, without doing nothing. So it's like, I respect her from that standpoint, but then it was just like, I can't even look at her the same way because it's like, I even wanted to bring her back onto the podcast, but I was like, and you, you're gonna see how I do my podcast um, shortly, but it's just like, I don't know if I can get myself up to bring her on and talk to her, to talk to her about her book or talk to her about her vision and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it is hard to be like rejected like that. Um, like I said, I just, I think that's why I didn't date till I was much older because I was just like, oh, I can't deal with that. It's also why like I do this podcast and I talk about crushes from like elementary school through my whole life, but I won't say their name because I'm like still like I'm almost 40 and I'm like, well, they can't know that I like them back in kindergarten. That's embarrassing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cause it, it is scary to think like, or, you know, what if they listen and they're like, well, I never liked you. I, I would be crushed all these years later still to just know that but it's like it's like you'll be crushed but sometimes the way i've been handled and it's the way i've been treated over the years not to have a pity party for myself but sometimes i'm just like at this point it's just it's whatever it's just you just don't don't your hands up in there you're like it's whatever you know it's like you tell yourself you're still going you, you're still going you know you're still alive you know so Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As one of my favorite songs says, as long as the world spins around, like you'll, you're gonna do okay. You just gotta have another day. But did you already have like the date planned in your head when you asked her, and that did that make it worse? Yes, I had the date planned because in my head I was gonna take her to a nice place. Like you know, if you see my personal Instagram, um, I go to nice restaurants. That like, I was gonna take her to a restaurant that I post on Instagram. Not like one of them chain restaurants, you know what I'm saying? Not something basic. <laughs> I was going to step up. I was going to get her. She said she ain't never had a man give her flowers. I was going to have the flowers, the chocolates, all that. I was going, I was willing to shove the chips. I was willing to go all in because I'm like, it feels like this girl, when I talk to her and we have great podcasts together, like it feels like we have good chemistry together, which is something my mama noted. And I think that's what really hyped it up, like, having somebody my mom was really endorsing that's what kind of hyped this crush up Mm -hmm. you were not gonna take her to applebee's or chili's you were going for the stars yes i was going for the stars (laughs) i knew a couple of nice places by the water yeah and i knew she liked lamb chops i knew a couple good places by the water we could talk and it's just and i know in my heart she would have had somebody really supporting her like I know she supports, um, she was a big supporter of the podcast when it first started. Like, before she realized I had a crush on her, she was sharing my podcast on her page and stuff. But after after she realized I really liked her like that, and it felt like I committed a crime because she barely, we barely interact with each other. We barely like each other. We barely like each other's stuff on social media. We barely tweet each other. We just don't know we each other exists now. I did read her book out of curiosity 
And uh, it's like I wanted to I wanted to bring on let her talk about the book, but I'm like, why would I bring on someone who rejected me? I'm I'm just like that's just resonated in my mind, you know. It's like I forgive, but at the same time, why am I helping you when you only saw so little of me when I saw when I saw you for being the woman that could just change all of this and you thought so little of me, but you know. Do you think that the the I guess the connection could ever rekindle, like you could be friends again at least? We would just have to, I don't know. I, it's just, sometimes I'm that person where I'm old enough in meaning, like, mm-hmm. either with something or with nothing. It's just, and I've been done wrong too many times to where I can't even bring some, be considered bringing someone back as a friend because I thought about staying that Olive Branch a number of times, but I was like, no. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, if, now I do feel like if someone would have acted right, some, someone else, if I would have committed to someone else, and I'm not really thinking about her, could happen but now I'm just like you know what me and her might just have to cross paths and we'll probably have to talk but I don't know you know you just never know just never know but let's say you two actually did go out and things went well you brought her the flowers and the chocolate you took her to a nice restaurant by the water got her those lamb chops do you think like you'd still be together today where would you have seen it? Most definitely, because most definitely, I would definitely put forth the effort and I would hope. And from talking to her, it sounded like she was level-headed enough to know when she got a real one. So, you know, I would definitely put forth the effort. But the scary thing is, I know I put forth the effort on my end, which she put forth the effort on her and That's the only Mm -hmm. variable I'm like, I don't know. No. Well, we've talked about the crush. Now let's talk more about what you have going on, uh, which is the Liquor Talk podcast. With almost 300 episodes, congrats, by the way. That's very impressive. You've been at it a while now. And you said your sister sort of helped you, like, get the guests on. But what motivated you to, like, start the podcast in general? Were you, like, podcasting before? Did you have radio experience? Anything like that? This is where college comes into play because I did go to school for, um communications and journalism and it's like you know the radio industry and the multimedia industry is very hard to get into and it's like mm-hmm. i know i had the voice for it and i just needed an outlet so that's why my last year fam you and i just was drinking and i've been having these thoughts in my mind and i started expressing them on snapchat and people were agreeing with them and then you know, a couple of years later a friend of mine took me what i watched a former friend report a podcast i'm like wow it's just that simple. So that's how we started Liquor Talk. Um, it started off the first two seasons, had a co-host, but then halfway during season two, um, I think it was like after episode 100, I just became a one-man wrecking crew, just bringing different guests on and stuff and letting them tell their story. Um, I've had some regulars on. I've had some guests returning on who I could count on that we're going to get an episode done. And and that's another thing that kind of stings about um, me and my crush because she had a podcast as well and i was sharing her things as well and it's just we could have had a night where we did both each other's podcasts went live on instagram for a little while and then went out and had our went out on town and went for a date night you know and we could have really been supporting each other could have been podcast uh royalty king and queen over there yes king and queen <laughs> king queen all to me because she's also like a blogger as well she'd be I be seeing her article she posts on um, Ball Alert and um, 
um, shade room and stuff, we could have definitely had this thing on lock because she could have been helping in with areas I was weak and I would most certainly been helping her out as well, you know, so. Well, you know, but I do, but she's not helping you out. But what I do like, you help yourself out. And what I like about this show is that you tend to tailor the episodes towards your guests, which is always helpful because for like me, I'd be out of my element talking about like politics or geography. So I like when I go on a show and they're like, let's talk about crushes. I'm like, hey. So with that, do you ever have any trouble like prepping for the show? Are you ever out of your element? Like being like, oh, what is what is their podcast about? This is confusing. <laughs> Um, I had that happen to me one time, and I said after that, I said I would never let that happen again. It was episode 101, oh. the episode after the 100th episode, and it dropped on the same day. This episode got more plays than the 100th episode, but these ladies were amazing. I had a sex podcast where they strictly talked about sex, and then when I started looking at their titles, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, that was my oh shit moment. I, I need to be checking out these podcasts before I have really have them on. So, <laughs> but those ladies are wonderful. I've had those ladies on every season. So it's like, hell, even hell, even my crush, she was asking me for feedback as well. Like when she first started, and I definitely was helping her. So, but I've learned over the years to um, definitely check out the people's podcasts before I have before having them on. So. And you've, again, you've been at it a while now. Are there any topics that you've yet to cover that you're hoping arise this upcoming season? I'm just hoping for good. There's not too many topics. I'm just hoping for good conversations. And um, my thing I'm hoping for this for this season is to do more shows in person. Like, if I got to get on a flight and go somewhere and record with somebody, I'm willing to do that, you know what I'm saying? Or have some people come on down to Florida and because my buddy, he has a new studio opening oh. up. So um, me and him have discussed um, um, me doing some live shows at, at the new studio as well. And also, we've also discussed doing some shows on the beach. So me and Ooh. another partner of mine, it's like we're going to look for venues on the beach that we could possibly record at, you know? Ooh, that sounds fun. You missed the beach. You missed the beach? Yeah, I used to, before we moved to Virginia, we lived uh, two blocks in Long Beach from the beach. So that was wonderful. Getting to jog on the boardwalk every morning. Yeah, I miss it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that sounds wonderful. Getting to jog on the beach. That that definitely sounds wonderful. It was until (laughs) I'm... So like, you know, it was during the pandemic and we got our vaccine, da 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 da. I was like, my I told my nephew, you can come visit me and stay as long as you want after I get my vaccine. So he finally comes and thankfully he didn't go with me this one morning to run because there was a man fully nude bathing in a, um, a water fountain. I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God my nephew is not here. He's too fully young nude? for this. Oh, yes. It- <laughs> I was like, Oh my, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's Long Beach for you. You never know what you're gonna see at the beach there. Luckily when I visited LA, I had some good experiences on the beach. Um I actually had a good date night on the beach in back in 2016 by I, I really believe this years later that there was one woman that I went out with. We had a good time on the beach. We went for brunch at some spot on the beach that if I was living in California that woman probably would have been my wife and we probably wouldn't be having this conversation about pressures, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. You just never know. What beach was it? Do you remember? It was Manhattan Beach. Oh, the 
I tell everyone, do not go to Santa Monica and Venice. Drive a little further. Go to Manhattan, Hermosa, or Redondo. That is where it's beautiful. And it's not as bougie as like, it's bougie, but it's not like Malibu. You know, it's like more affordable. Oh, hello. Man, I used to live near Manhattan Beach, like at the edge of it where it got like affordable, like in the ghettos. But, you know, still. I could drive there. Hey, <laughs> I love hey, Manhattan Beach. It, no? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, I love Manhattan Beach. But back to the new season. Uh, when's the show coming back? And what can we expect to hear? Like, what are some topics you might already have lined up? Um, The season just started today. A brand new episode dropped today. Um, I kicked it off with the fellas. Um, we talked about, we just talked about how September is Take a Man on Date Month. And also how we also talk about how us black men are at war with every, feels like everybody. We kind of discuss how we felt about um, black men being at war. But like I said, like um, it just depends on what guests I have on. I'm definitely going to tailor it to their podcast. You know what I'm saying? What kind of conversations we have. And also, but the men's on, but whenever I had the felons on, we definitely going to talk about some men issues and stuff. Um, like I said, I'll, it's gonna be a great season. It's gonna be I'm gonna drop try to drop forty episodes because hopefully in June of twenty twenty four we'll hit three hundred episodes. That's what I'm hoping for. And also, I'm definitely gonna talk to um, people about their podcast conventions as well because I'll be um, speaking at Afros and Audios, um, a black podcast convention in Baltimore. Um, I'll be speaking speaking virtually, so but I'll still be there. Oh, Afros and audio. I've never heard of that. It sounds really cool. And it's also take a man on a date month. Interesting. I'll have to tell my husband <laughs> yeah. that it's on, well, that it's on him, but on me, I'll, I'll make the decision where to go. He, I'm one of those people. I'm that annoying personality trait where I can't ever make a decision on dinner or a restaurant. Mm -hmm. That's me. So I think my gift to him this month will actually pick where to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pick someone nice, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying if you love them, don't be afraid to, you know. <laughs> I'll take that. So before we sign off, I wanted to do a quick speed round based on life and liquor. So um, you're going to tell me the perfect drink for the following scenarios, okay? Okay. All right. So after a long day at work. A uh, long day at work, I will go with... It, it just depends how it is. Sometimes I'll go. I'll probably go with. I'll probably go with a wine cooler, like a um, like a Mike's Hard or a, um, yeah, like a Mike's Hard or a, um, Jack Daniels wine cooler. Okay, so for a boys' weekend. Um, a boys' weekend. We trying to get turned. I definitely gonna go with the tequila, whether it's Patron or De Leon, or if we're real balling, um, we'll get forty two. You know, in the nineteen forty two. My mom recently, in the past few years, she she never really drank when I was little, but the past few years she's retired now. Really got into Patron, but with Tang, uh, the orange you know powder, so we call it her Tangquilas. We're from a trailer park. That's just her her drink of choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, a drink for when you're at a family get together. A drink for when I'm at a family get together. Um. It's whatever the family has. Now, I know my uncle, he's going to be, he's been hollering about some damn Tito's vodka. <laughs> so I will probably, if he got some vodka, I'm probably going to go get a cup from him since he's steady hollering, always bragging about this damn Tito's. So <laughs> I'm like, all these brands of vodka, you keep hollering at me about some damn Tito's. So 
Maybe he's like a low-key Tito's influencer or something. He's all sponsored ad onto Instagram. Very <laughs> funny. Maybe so, he does. Maybe. <laughs> we're moving on. A perfect drink for a first date. Um, a perfect drink for a first date. It definitely depends on her. Um, now, if, if she tells me she doesn't drink, I'm gonna be respectful and just chill. But if she throwing them, if she wanna throw them back, um. I would definitely go with definitely go with a good mixed drink, you know what I'm saying? Just go with like a whatever whatever's on the menu, like or sometimes it just depends on who it is. Like if I really like you, and I really could cut loose and stuff. I might go for a Long Island iced tea, or I might just go for something simple like like Jack like a Crown on the Rocks, you know what I'm saying? Something simple, like a well drink, like something. Yeah. Oh. And lastly, when you're just podcasting and chilling. When, it, when I'm just podcasting on chill, it fluctuates. Some months I might be on the dark liquor, and then some months I'm on the white liquor. You know what I'm saying? Now, this month, um, I'm on a little tequila to start off this month, but next month it may be dark liquor. You know what I'm saying? So it rotates. You know, it definitely rotates because I want to I want to expand all the liquors, you know, not just one. Okay. You're, you're an opportunist of the liquors. Yeah. <laughs> so lastly, can you remind people where they can find you and your podcast online? If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Real V Jones. If you want the podcast, it's Instagram, Liquor Talk Podcast, Facebook, Liquor Talk. If you want the podcast, it's just Liquor Talk Podcast on um all your platforms, wherever you get your platforms at, wherever you get your podcast at, wherever you were. <laughs> Well, Victor, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today about your online crush. And everyone, you can find all that information below. And until next time, as always, keep crushing it. Crushgasm is part of the I Did Not Make These Rankings podcast network, alongside some other pretty cool shows, including An Evening at the Movies, Crime, Rewind, Literature Reapers, Love is Black, Masturbators, Men are the Prize, and The Simplest. You can find all of us and more over at IDNMTRpodcastnetwork.com.